Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit TV show, Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Great to be here, Seth. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Our very special guest today is Paul DeLowry, founder of MagellanLawFirm.com, an asset protection and risk management law firm that's helped over a thousand business owners and professionals protect their hard-earned money. You may have seen him on NBC, Fox, CBS, or The CW. They protected over $2 billion in client assets. That's billion with a B. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Good to see you. So let's go back in time a little bit. How did you become an asset protection lawyer? And we'll do the short version because I know there's a longer one. <laughs> okay. I think every child likes figuring out how to figuring out what the rules are and how to get around those rules. Well, I was encouraged to do that um, at, at a different scale. Uh, I was the only Protestant in a Catholic grade school and high school. So I, I figured out how to get away, get around uh, going to the masses and different things. Uh, and then I wish I'd have met uh, you then. I was in that Catholic <laughs> high school. I, I could never I figure out, you out how to get out of masses. Okay? Could have helped you out. All right. Sorry yeah. about that. And, and Paul, you've <laughs> got an interesting distinction. Most people say quit the band and go to law school. You were told, I believe, quit that cockamamie law school and, and join a band. Yeah. So so I had kind of controlling parents, and which is another another reason I kind of figured out how to uh, get around rules uh, as a child. Uh, yes, my, my mom was insistent for whatever reason that I become a musician. And I did that. I actually got a master's degree in it. And then I, I uh, made the choice to switch over to law school uh, kind of on a uh, kind of on a whim. I, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into that. And so what that meant was I ended up taking the law school admission test with very little studying and I still got into a top 20 law school. So, and then I, yeah, so I, I graduated in uh, two years and three months, even though it takes most people three years to get through it. And uh, d- during that time, I was also a um, owner of a, or a partner in a home health agency with my mom. So I, I growing up, my parents were business owners and something that really struck me was when I was 14 uh, my parents got in a trap uh, with a partnership 
that they were in. And the, the trap was uh, that they ended up, the other partners were trying to squeeze them out um, by, by uh, imposing uh, phantom income that they didn't have the money to pay. And so I, I saw at an early age how not planning and how not protecting yourself can have very personal effects on families. And so that, that's really why I'm doing what I'm doing. I, well, so I, I have the... It, yeah, go ahead and finish. No, I, I have the, I, I guess I have the natural talents and, and I enjoy the, um, the, intellect, the intellectual challenge of learning how to, you know, what the rules are and, and how to use those, you know, to a person's advantage. But um, then I also feel, a, I guess, almost a moral compulsion to help business owners, uh, honest, hardworking people, uh, and protect them from, from uh, scammers and crooks, because there are people out there who want to just you know, get, get rich quick off other people's efforts. So, Paul, I, I would assume you've seen some horror stories of people that have lost their assets that weren't protected. Is, is, I mean, that's, I mean, seeing that before your eyes on a, you know, here and there is probably a good motivator. You have any, you have, without mentioning names, you have any, any uh, horror stories you want to re reference without no. specifics? I, I mean, I get a call at least once a week from someone who, uh, wonders what I can do after they've been sued or, you know, they, uh, there's a, a problem with, a, you know, a doctor calls and, and a baby died. He knows he's going to get sued. What's his choices? And unfortunately, after the fact, it's really hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube. So th this is something where you have to proactively plan for it to, to so get the best result. Let's talk about what Kevin calls the magical transformation. Let's talk about some of the examples of people, you business owners, you've been able to protect. Um, talk. I believe you have one where the woman, it was a sporting goods store that was a $3 million lien that they didn't have to go yeah. bankrupt to deal with. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite stories uh, and, and one that I feel really good about. So back in about... 2004, 2005, uh, this 70-something-year-old lady came to me, and she wondered how she could sell her house and, and uh, move closer to her son because she wanted to be close to her grandchildren. Well, normally, that wouldn't be a big deal. You sell your house, and you, and you buy another house. But she had, uh, she and her husband had um, accumulated judgments against them about 10, 15 years earlier from, a, um, from some stores that went belly up. And uh, they had bankrupted the stores, but never did personal bankruptcy because they didn't have to. And so what we were able to do without going in with, into too many details, um, she had a, um, a family holding company, a limited partnership that had um, uh, previous liens on her personal property. So she had a, you know, her family holding company had liens on her house and everything. Uh, and that had been put in place before these judgments happened. So I, I simply helped her uh, partnership foreclose on her house and then use the proceeds to buy a house that, uh, that it rented to her. So it, it was the same effect. But without that preventive planning, um, yeah, I mean, that wouldn't have been possible. So, so when does somebody, I mean, if somebody doesn't have a lot of assets, they still need to be thinking about asset protection because it you, you you don't want to have you know uh judgments against you and and things like that so asset protection really is something you start you know kind of the day you start your business almost correct well what i, I mean what's any person's biggest asset okay you say the house but frankly i i think their biggest asset is their lifetime earning capacity 
and yeah, you get a million dollar, five million dollar judgment against you. You know, even if you're a, you know, a, a, a cook or, you know, a, a Uber driver or something like that. I mean, you're going to be spending the rest of your life paying 40, 50 percent of your wages to pay off this judgment. But that's not an ideal client, obviously, for the sophisticated right. asset planning structures you are putting into place. Talk a little right. bit about who your ideal client is. So really the people who I think get the most benefit is, is someone with some significant assets. And that by that, uh, I mean, two, $3 million or, you know, something where they're really motivated to, uh, to protect it. Um, someone, someone when they get maybe, well, fr frankly, I think that that's about it. Cause even someone with 10 million or 30 million, you know, it's still, uh, aggravates them greatly to have to pay off some uh, some doofus who filed a you know a, a stupid lawsuit against them uh, so so yeah frankly you know any amount of assets like that and it works really well okay so we're talking a couple million dollars and up and then you have a very unique concept that i had never heard before and i had been been in the financial services business for 20 years um talking about sue yourself first talk a little bit about that <laughs> Well, that's kind of what I mentioned with that one lady where you, uh, you it, it's not suing yourself. You're not actually going to court, but, but you can put liens on uh, against yourself. So just like the bank, when you buy a house, the bank puts a mortgage on your house. Well, the, uh, you can put mortgages on your house yourself uh, and, and basically create a family holding company that has a line of credit on your personal assets. And then you know, the, the rule when it comes to this is, you know, whoever has the first lien has priority. So this if I put a lien idea. against something what? myself, no one else can beat me to it. Right. But they're next in line. So, you know, you, you would be able to, to get there. So, so across the board, so as a lawyer, uh, asset protection, one of your specialties, do you get into patent law at all or any of that kind of stuff? Is that, is that, is that a, a specialty you just haven't? It, into. No, no, it, I mean, it's such a specialty that I really focus on this one area. I do get involved with litigation sometimes, which I think keeps me honest because I'm not all, you know, theoretical, uh, you know, in a um, ivory tower thinking about what I think should happen. I actually know what happens because I see it. Right. What are some of the biggest mistakes other than failing to plan um, that you see business owners and high income professionals like the doctors and the other lawyers you see making that can be avoided? Oh boy. Um, the, the biggest mistake I, boy, that's a hard question. I mean, I mean, just I think, give me some mistakes. It doesn't have to be the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I mean, some big mistakes are, unfortunately, it's just trusting the wrong people. And, the, you know, this is just par for the course when you have, when you have significant assets. Uh, how do you know who to trust? I mean, there, there's heavily, one big thing, there's something that's really heavily marketed. It's called domestic asset protection trust. And I think 99% of the lawyers who profess to do what I do are promoting these things and uh, so so they're they're increasingly popular uh they're um allowed in 19 of the 19 states currently and the idea is that you can create a trust put your assets in that trust and you can still be a beneficiary um but your creditors can't get it um it, and so it's it's um 
I mean, it sounds so wonderful. And, uh, you know, again, it's heavily marketed. Uh, the, the problem with that, unfortunately, is uh, for it to really work, you need to live in that state. So let's say it's um, Nevada. You have to live in Nevada. You have to somehow only do business in Nevada so you don't get sued in Arizona, for example, or, or another state. Um, and you have to, uh, yeah, don't have assets outside of Nevada. Um, and then you have to have this trust in place for 10 years to really get the full benefit of it. So, I mean, that's such a narrow category. It, anyway, so that, that's basically it. How do you know who to trust? So that, that's a real challenge. I don't have the solution. Um, but well, you do have the solution. You just can't I, I, I stop have, people from I, I, trusting the wrong people. <laughs> I, yes, exactly. There you go. <laughs> One of the things that, that, that I've seen, uh, Paul, is I see law firms that specialize in just suing everybody, right, for different things. Um, so, you know, it, uh, class action lawsuit law firms, uh, you know, there's one firm that's suing everyone with a website. If you, if you don't have, you know, access for blind people, uh, handicapped, blind yes. people right? Um, so, I mean, but some of these are frivolous, but some of them can be, you, you've got expensive legal fees and, and defense. And, and so is there a way to protect yourself from this kind of a situation? Um, yeah, you, you put an asset protection plan in place. And um, what that allows you to do then, or it, it allows me then to, you know, it, it, let's say you get sued. It allows me then to call the lawyer who's suing you and say, uh, listen, uh, Kevin doesn't have anything that you're going to get. You can go down this road and, you know, spend uh, one or two years, get a judgment, and then you're not going to get anything. And uh, so basically, uh, I've told you this now, and I'm going to follow up with a letter, and your client, one way or the other, is going to find out. And, you know, after the one or two years of litigation and uh, pain and aggravation uh, that your client is going to have to go through, um, we're going to file a Rule 11 motion and go for sanctions against you. Because, I, because the only possible reason that you, Mr. Plaintiff's lawyer, is pursuing Kevin right now is just to harass him. Right. And then and then your client is probably going to sue you for the same thing. The rule 11 is is going is where the, you go for the legal fees and you right. actually can yeah. go after the law firm type of thing. Right. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and, the yeah. law firm itself, the law firm and the client can be liable. Gotcha. OK, well, that makes a lot of sense and tells us again, um, geez, Kevin brought up an excellent example and selfishly, we probably, but I don't know, I can't speak for Kevin. I certainly need to talk to Paul because we have dozens and dozens and dozens of websites that are probably not visually impaired optimized if that actually turns into a trend. So um, yeah. for our folks listening and watching, go to MagellanLawFirm.com, MagellanLawFirm.com to talk to Paul and his staff about how they can help protect your assets. Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC.
To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.